Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, here we go. Hello. Welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. Now then, we like to do... um, Surprising things for you every now and again. And this week, well, we've got a celebrity swap. Mr. John Quirk has been uh, fired from the ejector seat for another show, and we have replaced him with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Drew Pritchard. Hello, hi, how are you doing? (laughs) We are currently uh, in Conway in Wales. We are sitting on very expensive chairs. You are. The, the studio on which this podcast comes from is sat on a very expensive table that has been sold. It has been sold. This is a 19th century Irish card table, which is winging its way to Dublin. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by the time they've heard this, it'll already be in Dublin. Let's hope so. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things we love about this show, and, and one of the things we've had quite a lot of feedback on, is, is John Markar's love of money. So John is John is having the time of his life looking at uh, Drew's collection of choice goods. Well, yeah, we're sat in a warehouse surrounded by thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds worth of furniture. You guys are all sat on chairs that I think did you say they were a thousand pounds each? Yes, they are. How would you like to pay, sir? And <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also got one, two, three, four, five, six vehicles within reach. Seven, if you include the forklift. 
uh, all of which are worth quite a lot of money, including the forklift. <laughs> and I am sat on an IKEA footstool. You are. Valeria, my photographer's IKEA footstool, by the way, as well, which she brought in, so I'm still not very happy about. And I can't help but feel like, Andy, you have set this up to <laughs> remove the luxury from me. It's been a thread. We think you need more, more common man friends, John. And so we're, just, yeah. we're treating you a little bit more... In that vein at the moment. <laughs> if you're wondering what the crazy squealing in the background is, by the way, it's not Amy Shaw. No. She's over here having a lovely time. It's, it's, it's Drew has a collection of seagulls. <laughs> if you listen carefully, it's, one of, it's, it's on his rider. He said, look, I'll come on your podcast, but only if you can house my flock of seagulls. Yeah, I've got it down to 24. <laughs> they come everywhere with me. Um, no, we are on the coast. We are 100 yards from the sea. I had to and point them out because they're so distracting yeah. in my headphones, it's brilliant. They, on the roof of my warehouse, they find it for some reason, it's like seagull nirvana, and they breed up there, they give birth up there, they train their young up there. So we're, I'm, I've got them, and they've got me, and there's not a lot I can do about it, to be honest. You're a family man of seagulls now. I am. I am. I'm a father of 50, 60 seagulls. Now, I need to just sound the klaxon. Three minutes in, and we haven't used the word car yet. Uh -huh. no. So, well, we said mark car, I suppose. Yeah. That yeah, just yeah. about qualifies. But no, we, we've been getting a little bit of stick for not being carry enough for a car podcast. <laughs> so, uh, let's list off a couple of cars quick. What, the cars that we're surrounded by? Yeah. Go on then. That's going to be easiest, isn't it? Right. The first one in my line of sight is a rather special oval window. Is that the correct nope, term, Drew? That, no, that is a split window. Split window. 51 Sunroof Deluxe Crotch Cooler Beetle. There you go. That's there we the go. full moniker for it. The crotch cooler bit is fabulous. <laughs> yeah. That's my favourite bit. Yeah, and if anyone's listening thinking, what on earth is a crotch cooler? There's an actual vent, vent. Yeah. to the just to what would be its left-hand drive car. So to the left of your left knee, you can open a vent that then scoops air and fires it directly towards your crotch. It is. It is. It's, I think there's a lot of leather, a lot of lederhosen involved in that, <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of Wiener schnitzels. I think there's a lot of heat down there in the 50s for the Germans. And you were saying well, that's quite a, rare, it. that's quite a rare... It's a rare thing. thing. It didn't catch on. So those, those crotch coolers were, were for a few months of production with, with, with that. That was it. Hardly anything, hardly any of them have that. Well, it's a real weird quirk, that car. That's why I love it so much. In Victorian times, that was actually a profession. The crotch cooler. The crotch cooler? <laughs> yeah. What, did, what would people do? Like, blow up the... Whoa, whatever's. steady. I know, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm getting that's it, but a, I'm imagining this now. That's a whole now. different lifestyle choice. <laughs> <laughs> you went in one yeah. direction, Amy. I was, yeah. I was more cars, thinking Amy. fans. Keep it on cars. <laughs> <laughs> what you else have we got here, though? We've got on the podcast once again. Yeah. So, beyond, so next to the, the lovely old Beetle, uh, it's from one extreme to another. Another German car, but this time it's an AMG GT in a beautiful... What is that, gunmetal grey? Gunmetal grey, uh, AMG uh, GTS by Turbo. Um, I bought it last year. The Batmobile, I've nicked yeah. it. Uh, nicknamed it. It's, uh, it's trying to kill me. It's, uh, it's insane. It's the German. It's a German hot rod, basically. It's if Germany built Mustangs, that's what it came out as. And interestingly, Drew, you only use this to go out and collect ice creams, and yet somehow you've managed to do 70,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a thing. It's one of those cars... I fall in love with lots of different cars all of the time, as we all do. But I think with cars, you've got to have them like wines or cheeses or whatever. You want to try them all. <laughs> and and, and I've, I've tried a lot, and, and that one was right up on the hit list. As soon as it came out, I thought, I'm going to wait for the prices to plummet, which they have, mm. and then nick a really good one. So the guy bought that, 
in four years, did 14,000 miles, and it cost him, in, lost him, £69,000 oh, in man. four years. I still paid a hill of money for it, but I got a, pretty much a brand new car with yeah. an unbelievable spec on it for less than half price. It's incredible, isn't that it? That makes sense to me. It, in a way, I feel a little bit for the guy that took the hit, but I, I also like Do to you know think what? of him as, as like a stockbroker. Yeah. <laughs> he would have earned that back in, yeah. in the next month or so, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it's, I think it, you have to take it as the opportunity. Imagine if you, back in the day, were able to buy a Gullwing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a four-year-old Gullwing, it would have plummeted like a stone. It would have had loads of miles. It wouldn't have been looked after that. It would have rough roads underneath it. You'd think, yeah, go on, I'll have one of those. I equate it to that. You get the opportunity to buy things like that very few times in your life when the position's right, the time's right, and I thought, yeah, I'll have it. What's the worst that can happen? I can always sell it. Yeah, unless you crashed it. That would be the worst well, that could happen. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> I haven't had a crash since I was 27, so hopefully, even on the going? racetrack, even on the racetrack, nothing. Oh, fingers, touch wood, God, oh. touch wood. God, yeah. Do you touch drive like a nun when you're on the normal roads nope. then? I drive like my trousers are on fire. That's why he's always going to the ice cream yeah. shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've got a crotch, crotch cooler. <laughs> and his name is Mildred. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely fella. Um, yeah, so that's why my, my, my car collection is very diverse, but there's a lot of German influence in there, an awful lot. Over my uh, right shoulder, John, sitting next to you on your IKEA stool is... We've got a lovely... We're not German, we're now French. We've crossed the border... This thing, I cannot get over the condition of it. A 205 GTI 1.9. So the bigger of the engines. We filmed a little snippet with it earlier together, Drew and I, and it is absolutely beautiful. Mm. The car's done. I looked at the, the, the mileage because it's in such good condition. The mileage says 63,000, and I wasn't sure if I was reading it wrong. It could have been, it easily could have been 6,000 miles because this thing is so mm. clean. And you were saying this was a London car for the majority of its life that's now somehow found its way to you? It found its way from London to Huddersfield right? Uh, via Lincolnshire to me. Um, uh, but I, I was out filming at the Huddersfield Mini Centre and the guy had bought it and he went to buy a Mini Cooper S. This was in the same garage. This, this lady had had it from new. Wow. Um, and it was looked after like, you know, like a, a prize racehorse, this thing. Um, and it, then it just sat, so the brakes had seized up, all the rubbers had gone, the, you gotcha. know, all the seals had gone on it. Um, but underneath it, it was no rust, Never been crashed, never yeah. been modified, never done a hard day's work in its life. Yeah. And I just thought that's, that's about right. That's worth saving. And it also the immaculate. price was going up so much. It's a lovely, lovely car. It's a nice thing. Another one of my favourite facts about this car. I think the second sentence I heard John Mark R. utter, how much do you want for it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found out small, the, the tiny, tiny world of the automotive industry. We found out that a very good mutual friend of both of ours that we didn't know we both knew was the main kind of catalyst into getting this to the position it's in now, isn't it? Darren Langeveld. Darren Langeveld. He's a friend of Paul Cowland. Yeah. And he does ring weekends. I'm going on one of them, I think, in October. I, I think, think I'll be there with one you. Of, one of Paul Cowland's famous ring weekends. I know. <laughs> Again, another weird lifestyle choice, but I'm all right with it. And we're, we're all going to Germany in our lederhose. And it keeps going back to this, doesn't it? And I, well, Amy and I are now. in the same place right now. Stop it. I might have juggling. to fade our mics. <laughs> it's getting hot in here, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, we, so we're going off to that and then Darren I, I saw it and Paul went my mate will sort that out for you so I bought it had it shipped straight to Darren and then he methodically went through it he did the most beautiful job he on really this car has. can Paul Cowan really last has. a whole weekend not with me can't. ring weekend he might, he might look he might be a big guy but he ain't that big <laughs> oh god 
I'm pulling it back. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, just see you chuckling. At the <laughs> I've got, I've got so much in my head yeah. now. It's because yeah. I, I, hey. I've got an awful yeah. lot of fondness for Paul Callan. I think he's wonderful. But I've spent a lot of time with him. I've seen him naked. You wow. know, he shouldn't be embarrassed. He shouldn't be embarrassed. It's okay these days to be like that. It's fine. <laughs> it's a, We're an open society There's now. a technical term for it, isn't there? Minute, yes. Oh, Tiny. I thought it was micro. Tiny. Micro, right. that's it, micro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lovely fellow, though. Lovely fellow. <laughs> He's got a big heart. He has got a big heart, thank God. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in, so, so run me through the term red rocket, then, whilst we're on a... The red a, rocket. A slightly, oh, yeah. John, you went in an old house, did I run <laughs> <laughs> No, because I'm talking about the little model car, which is affectionately named... The red the rocket. Red rocket. Yeah. Well, oh, I, right, I bought yeah. that on Monday. Ah, I bought it on Monday and it's now Friday. So I've had it a few days, but it's one of those things. In my job, you get very used to very quick decisions and you fall in love with something, you go, I'm having that. And that was that. So, so it's, it's, it's a quite remarkable pedal car. Yeah, I was just about to say, so, it, so for people that are listening, it's about, what, a two-metre long... And what part of an aeroplane? Is that the it's the nose cone off a Beaufort aeroplane that goes in front of the prop. Yep. Right, there's two of those. That's the front end and the back end. The wheels on it are the trailing wheel from a Spitfire. That's the coolest thing for the, me. The handbrake inside, I think, is off an XK120 fly-off handbrake, and it's got two <laughs> gears on it, Sturmy <laughs> Archer gears. Brilliant. It's a hell of a thing, and it's beautifully constructed. It is, and the, the patina on it as well, it's just like the perfect amount to still yeah. be this fabulous character of, of a machine. So and yeah, it, it was made by this wonderful um, guy who fought in the Second World War, was a pilot in the Second World War master pilot they've called him and he was f he was flying out of egypt and he brought all of these parts back and in 1952 made that for his children it's absolutely lovely and then i bought it off his grandson oh wow so it's, it's a wonderful thing and i i mean i doubt i'll sell it well interestingly the very the second question john marco asked you is how much do you want for it? <laughs> <laughs> well everything's for sale i'll sell pretty much anything there's about three things in the world i won't sell in fact no it's about two would you sell yeah. tickets to paul cowland's ring weekend <laughs> I would if there'd be any buyers, but really, <laughs> to be honest with you, everybody who wanted a ghost had one. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, it's Beautiful. open season on Paul. It Paul. is. It Paul, is. Paul it's Paul about Cowans. time, Cowland. <laughs> <laughs> if we get Paul in to do a podcast, is there going to be a retaliation? No, we, do we, we, think? we absolutely will. I can will. guarantee you it will be. <laughs> Paul, Paul will definitely, he's already been in touch just as we're speaking now. Now, he, he's been in touch. We, we will be giving him the right to reply, of course. Good. You know, because Good. that to be boy fair, can talk. Paul, Paul is an expert at doing uh, Photoshop mock-ups of Drew in Victorian dress. Yes, yes, and yes he is. Leggy he is. clothes. I, 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 I think I am just here to amuse Paul Cowland. That's it. I'm here to buy <laughs> Nakadol chairs, hang around with tea, and give Paul something to laugh at. That's it. He's always gone on about me being in the Second World War, about, about me when I was around when electricity was invented, and how was it to live with horse and carriages, and you know how. And he's actually older than you, which is really interesting. No, he's not. Unfortunately, I am now fifty. I was fifty a few weeks, very few weeks ago, actually. Don't feel it, but I, I am. And that's Many what, happy yeah, returns. Thanks. I had it in lockdown. It wasn't great. <laughs> no. A lot of people have had to experience that, haven't they? Just yeah, I don't mind it. I've underwhelming birthday. Strangely, I've, though, I've, Drew was the only person that turned 50 during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was the only one. Yeah. Of note. No one, no, one yeah. else, no one else turned 50 no, over lockdown. No, no. I've deferred it, like the Olympics. I've deferred it until <laughs> next year, so I'm still 49. Good <laughs> <laughs> And the last car behind us, before we talk about the red one outside. Yes. Now, excuse my ignorance. It's an Escort, isn't it? 
Oh my god! Is it or is it called really? Tina? Why is he on, he didn't why is he on do, a motoring podcast? It's why he didn't <laughs> he want to do a video with it, isn't it? Is it a Cortina? It's, no, it's not a Cortina. It's a Mark II four-door, one-point-three gear esc- Ford Escort. So I was right of first time. Round. Everybody loves a hot Escort, whichever variant you like. <laughs> and that one I bought from Jeff Harris. That's Jeff Harris, Harris Performance Engineering's own car. Now, if anybody knows about fast Ford Escorts or fast Fords in general, he builds them. Amazing. Right? He is the man. There's nobody finer. I went to film with him uh, beginning of last summer, and that was outside with a very crude for sale sign in the window outside his workshop. <laughs> and I walked in and I just went, "What's that?" And he goes, "Oh, it's mine." And he talked me through it, and it's probably the best driving Mark II Ford Escort. Really, it's unbelievable. Is what condition was it in when you bought it? I'm yeah. guessing that it wasn't as, oh, as shiny as it is now. That condition. It's that condition when I got it. It's a one owner, 1.3 gear with 30,000 miles on the clock. And then he stripped everything mechanical off the car. It's now running a 2.2 Pinto, Type 9 gearbox, twin 45s. Um, it's got an Atlas rear axle, four-wheel disc brakes, full aluminium suspension throughout, all race preparation throughout the entire thing. It's about, it'll do, it's so far on track, it, we've taken it up to 124, Ooh. and it was still pulling. Wow. And 0-60 is about six seconds. And wow. most of that it'll do sideways. <laughs> an animal. And just for the l- the listener's imagination, yeah. we're talking gold on brown, on brown on gold, say, on gold, on gold and brown. Isn't it? I'll, I'll go with champagne. Yeah, it's more it, it's, champagne it's, and It's beige. more your sort of cheap <laughs> bathroom gold um, with sort of baby poo vinyl roof <laughs> with a draylon interior, and I, I that I like. And John Markar approves. And interestingly, yes. Amy, I don't know how, how how closely you were listening, but can you remember what the second question John Markar asked you about this car was? I'm sure it was how much you want for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, these two might be for sale. Just saying, those two make the Peugeot is going to go up for sale. I'm watching Marco's eyes like widen slightly. <laughs> the Escort might do. The Escort is a ridiculous car and one I've wanted my whole life. Um, and now I've got it, I'm like, I'm just going to smash it up or kill myself. It's got to go. So on the podcast next week, John Marco will be telling us what it's like to live with a uh, an Escort, which he would have had for a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either going to be the Escort or the 205. And yeah. I mean... I'm so drawn to the 205, which is going to make Darren very happy. John's literally yeah. thinking to himself, I mean, I can't drive them both back at once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we do a deal where I leave my car here? Yeah. Which you did ask me how much I want for it. Yeah. If I was when I thought it. it was an original, because you've got a bread van, yeah. a Z3 M Coupe, and I've had two of those. I love them. I think they're one of the most underrated classics out there. If people know, if you know about them, you know just how damn good they are. That's right. And uh, yeah, I really, really love them, but I want a... I'd like a more of an original. Guys, this is, this is Salvage Hunters. It's not Swap Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the show right. One of us needs a dodgy beard and a GT40. <laughs> well, I want to hear a bit more about the, so the, the red thing we have outside. Is your own personal salvage hunt. You found that, you were telling me earlier, it, as, a, as a box of bits. Yeah, this is my, the, this is my, the sort of the crown jewels in my collection of all, all my cars and all my, anything I've got with wheels. And it's my 68911T. Uh, so it's a short wheelbase, two-litre Porsche, and uh, right-hand drive, and that's the rare bit. Mm-hmm. That's the rare bit of it. It's sh- it's rare enough being a short wheelbase car. There's not many of them around, but as right-hand drive, unmodified, it's uh, it's quite a rarity, and and just a thing of absolute beauty. 
Beautiful. And so you've built it, like, get, been restoring it over the last what, two years, is that you've had it so for? About two and a half years ago, a friend of mine, Alexi, um, uh, he knew I wanted one. And for some reason, it, it popped up on Facebook and he, he, he copied me in on it. And I bought it within about 10 minutes, oh, stupidly. I hadn't even seen it. <laughs> and it was a hell of money. It was a hell of a lot of money. It was twice the price I paid for my first house. Yeah. Uh, and it was in bits. But oh. there was a rolling, just about rolling shell. And it, it just got me short wheelbase, right hand drive matching numbers complete and I thought great I'll have it rookie mistake (laughs) rookie mistake number one it was not complete it was far from complete and it wasn't matching numbers either which is a real disappointment but I can live with it Um, and I suppose being right hand drive parts must be a pain well it's 68 as well so that's the changeover year to long wheelbase right from short wheelbase now some of the parts they were changing them in that month and the month after that they were produced that car they were changing over some of the interior parts. You can uh, imagine, can't you? And it being right-hand drive. I mean, for instance, the, the, rear, uh, the rear armrest for the right-hand side driver, right, <laughs> the, the rear section of that, that armrest, I found in Australia. And it's that big. It's about the size of half a, a sort of French stick. He's holding out what looks like about... 45 inches. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Welsh stick. And, uh, and it was £600. Oh, yeah, there is only one, and this went on and on and on, and I had to find all the right. It was bits the Highlander the car. of car parts. <laughs> hey, God. hey, so awful. I've got, look, I'm <laughs> a bit worried that this is sounding like a car podcast. Sorry, so you're, sorry. you're, you're getting you so down chairs? the road. Yeah, let's let's talk about horse whispering. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, no, I had a moment while Drew was talking, then thinking, "Wow, it's only taken us however many episodes, but we now sound like a car show. We've finally no. got some cars." <laughs> But no, it's, it, it's been something I've always wanted my whole life is to have an early 9-11. So to, to get the opportunity to buy that one, I just had to grab it. I had That's to go great. for it. And that and two and a half years of finding parts and then and getting it all the work done by two brilliant guys down in the West Country, Matt Smith at Smith's VW uh, and Nigel, uh, uh, um, Nigel Allen, uh, Performance Porsche down there as well. And they're just one-man bands working in sheds and they just... The car went backwards and forwards with these two for two and a half years, as and when I found the parts. And then at the beginning of lockdown, I sat there in front of my computer. I said, right, I'm going to finish this bloody thing. (laughs) And I made sure I just hammered away all day finding the right parts for it. And I did it. And now that it's done, is there a price that would have it off you or is it your life? Um, I've been offered uh, a a very sizable amount of money for it, more than I think it's worth by a dealer. Really? Um, Yeah. And no. I don't need the I money right think now. So. You're not, you're not I'm in the it, I'm yeah. in the business of buying and selling things. That's how I make my living. That's what I do. Um, but some things, I can still I can still eat, pay the bills. I don't need to sell it just yet. It can stay put. It's one of those things. You you, you don't get the opportunity to buy them very often. And I thought about if I sold that and hung on to the money for a year, could I buy another one back? Probably not. Probably not. And I mm. know that car now. It's mine now. I've personalised it. I've lowered it to where I wanted it to be. I put the wheels on it that I wanted. I finished the interior correctly as I wanted. I found a 68 Prototipo Le Mans steering wheel for it, so it's the right age. So it's my car. You I know, mean, it's, yeah. very my, it's my car. Look, it's, it's a really phenomenal car, Drew. You know I'm a huge fan, but I am a little concerned by the lack of, of groin cleansers in it. <laughs> I'm having it fitted with a crotch cooler this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lovely, fel- lovely groin fel- groin cleanser. Where the hell was I going? Oh, God, crotch groin cleanser. cleanser. <laughs> I think that's let us a bit too deep into your world, hasn't it? Nurse, know, the, nurse the screens. It's a, a very random. It's a very random one for you. Groin, 
<laughs> I just reminded where this has come from now. So <laughs> I was a horrible showbiz, horrible showbiz drop for you. I got taken to a uh, some kind of fancy showbiz event thing. This was about five or six years ago. And at the end, when you leave these things, and you know, it, it's all the hoi polloi. It's the London sex, you know, your aunt and dex and your so on. People. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And they're all there and everyone's kind of milling around and whatnot. And when you leave, you get given a goodie bag. You know, Drew, you've been to loads of these things. You know what mm. they're like. And, and yeah. some of these goodie bags are kind of, you know, flyers and, you yeah. know, some, you know, really naff things that... You know, the, maybe a couple of quid's worth of nonsense. Just no, there's no real point to it. It's just like taking away something that you need to recycle immediately. Other goodie bags are actually ridiculous. And if you're drunk, you miss out because, you know, you pick them up and you leave them in the car and you're like, ah. Oh. But if you're actually with it, you realise you've been gifted some, some ridiculous things. And that can range from fancy watches to, you know, tickets to, to very nice shows or whatever. The one that always stands out for me genuinely was, it was filled with things, little bits and pieces, you know, perfumes and bits and bobs, and there was a tub of groin cleanser. What? Really? What sort of event did you go to? (laughs) (laughs) The year of the year, I'm assuming. Gentleman's refreshment groin cleanser. (laughs) What? I've got so many questions. (laughs) For when nothing else will do. (laughs) It's literally, and it it has like a tagline, something like, get the Italian spritz. You know what I mean? It's as as, as awful as that. However, it piqued my interest, so I, I kept hold of it. And when I got it home, I had a little sniff. And the groin cleanser... Did you need it? (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to ask Paul Cowland. (laughs) And it smells very nice. I mean, I I couldn't bring myself to try it. It, You know, it went out with the woods. You did, didn't you? I'm wearing (laughs) it now. I'm wearing it now, Drew. What do you think? I I left. I I went to an award ceremony in London about four years ago. And myself and, and David, who works with me in the shop, we both went there and we got suited and booted. There was some girls pop band behind that... um, Dave managed to convince he was some like American manager and he was going to make them famous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got an award. I got the award for the best show and whatever else. Brilliant. Left it in the cab. Oh, and then we, left, then we left with some goodie bags as well. Left them in the nightclub. Woke <gasps> up in the hotel. No idea where I was or where, where Dave was. And just at one, a single swear word from him on my phone. That was, <laughs> that was it. So that's award ceremonies to me. Oh, damn. Well, happy days. No, mine wasn't an award ceremony, just to be clear, Drew. It was, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. A, it was just a silly party. I know. I know. Well, I've only been to one. <laughs> pretty, I've got a hundred percent record. I've been to one and we won. And you've, you've won. achieved, hey, you've achieved yeah. the whole thing. No, but I love going back to the Porsche. I love the fact that you, you know, you're not selling it because, as you said to us earlier, everything's for sale. But it would take a ridiculous, ridiculous offer, wouldn't it? And even I, I, then, you'd yeah, say no. yeah. I, I think you know, it would have to be you know, sort of fifty percent over, 
over full market value for me to want to get rid of it because it is you get to you know i'm going to say at my age and you start you learn a few things and those are if you find something special you hang on to it yeah because you you don't often they don't often come around so you grab them you know you make sure you get hold of them and you keep them Everything else can go. It's romantic, yeah, and it, and it's true. It's true with everything in life, with a house, with a with whatever, anything, anything. Do you know what? I, do you know what I've been reminded of? You're going to hate me for saying this. Not Jake. Forrest Gump, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> that but your lyrical, your lyrical romantic tone. It was a little bit love joy. Oh God, was it really? <laughs> and, and Amy's response was a bit Lady Jane. <laughs> Does that make you tinker? <laughs> Do <laughs> <laughs> you know this is a, that's a weird thing because on my phone earlier today I was offered Lovejoy's motorbike and sidecar combo for fifteen grand. I'm not even joking. It's on my phone. Where are my you going to take it? That sounds incredible. Yeah, no, it's not my. It's a BSA oh. bitser. It's not my thing really. Lovejoy was something I, I absolutely loved, and I have. I, I was very pleased about ten years ago. Somebody called me the real Lovejoy, oh. and I thought, well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's quite a so nice thing. You, to so I did love it. Hear. I loved that program. Mm. I thought it was brilliant. And Eric, that means you're Eric. That was it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. That's okay. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I loved Lovejoy, and I would watch anything to do with antiques. It was ridiculous. You know, I, I used to watch, I used to read all the antiques book. There's a Lyle antiques book, and it was in black and white, and it didn't have photographs of the items. It had drawings oh, cool. of a whatnot. It was a drawing, you know, of a George the Third mahogany whatnot, and I can probably tell you the page it was on, and that was in wow. 1981 when I read it. You know, did you get into like cars and antiques at roughly the same time? Were they same two time. separate entities? Sa- same time of antiques are very much paid for my my car hobby. <laughs> I think that's pretty oh, much that's what, cool. uh, as as it is. And uh, the more when I'd make some money, I'd, I'd go and buy a car. And when I bought my first house, I had 13 cars and by the time I'd nearly finished it I had one left because you know I sold a VW Trekker that paid for the central heating (laughs) and a a Porsche 356 which paid for the roof and Mm -hmm. things like that so uh, you know they've always been part of my life and I was brought up going to school in a the farmer from across the road had a knackered Aston Martin DB4 with no back seats in Burgundy covered in rust and there was about eight kids in the back of it (laughs) you know to take us to school and my father had an alloy XK120 had been in a big crash and he'd bashed the front end out with a hammer um, and that was his daily car for 30 years. So, yeah, I've been around it my whole life and it just makes perfect sense. Car- cars are an addiction. Mm. You just have to give into it. You just have to go, oh, go on then. So if anyone's listening, yes, do it. Buy that car you're thinking about because yeah. if you're, as you, as you were saying, if you absolutely love it, then you will continue to love it and it will bring you so much joy, however it, much it, it, it costs. If you wake up in the morning, right, <laughs> open, your, open your window and look at it and you go love that thing yeah mm. well if you close the door and walk away from it you have to turn around and look at it again that's the car that's it that's doesn't right. matter what it is yeah. from a metro to a, to a merc it doesn't matter but over the years drew would you say because we've all we've all talked about this before on this podcast we've all spent money on cars and you'll never make that money back would you say that you have balanced out are you breaking even in terms of because you've sold a lot of cars <laughs> as well you bought a lot of cars you've flipped a lot of cars yeah would you say that you are massively at a loss I heavily in profit I, I, I think was, there's points where I've been in profit there's points where I've been at a massive loss and I think at the moment I'm just about even just Lovejoy's motorbike wouldn't, just. wouldn't tip it over no. the edge <laughs> no I think I'm at the point now if I sold anything now I'm going to start to be seeing a profit again but all I'm going to do the only reason I'm potentially selling those two cars is I want another 356 it's the oh, only lovely, reason yeah. and I'm just sorting out a, a, another A40 race car that I bought as well so it just goes keeps going round and round and round you know and I'm, I'm, I'm bidding on a, on a Vespa uh, at the moment as well so that ends on tomorrow night what I like about this is that you know anybody that's that's used to an eBay bid mm. okay and, and we're talking about my, my limit is 
experience is, is very, very narrow. But nonetheless, you know, I know what it's like to kind of get to 15 minutes remaining and you kind of got your eye on it and, you know, you're watching it and the, and the minutes close down and you might win it and you up your bid a little bit and so on. But that, for, for normal people, that would be maybe a once a week thing, maybe a once a month thing. The excitement is there, you're chasing it, you've kind of done your research, you know what it's worth and then, you, you know, last minute, oh, I'll pay a few quid over the odds because I really want it. This basically is every 10 or 15 minutes of your everyday life, isn't yeah. it? It's constantly yeah. bid, bid, buy, bid, sell, go, hire. No. Yeah, I mean, no, for instance, last night, um, for some reason, I was up at, you know, 11 o'clock putting listings on my website. And at uh, 10 to 11, I put five new things on my website because I'd forgotten to do it earlier in the day. And I always like to put something new on for people to wake up to every morning. And at four minutes to 11, I sold four of them. Wow. You know, that's to, an American buyer rang me. I'll take what's the best price? I need them in London in, in 10 days. Bang, sold, sorted. Invoice went off to him at 8.30 this morning from Ruth. The guys have prepared the stuff and it's already on its way to London. What that's is, how quickly it moves in the antiques business. What is the strangest thing that has shown up that you can't remember buying? <laughs> well, there was a period when I was drinking rather a lot where stuff would turn up and I'd get phone calls from the guys in the warehouse going, this guy's turned up with a van full of total pony and he wants you to buy, he said you bought it and I and I said, send me a picture and I'll go oh, yeah, I think I did, I think you'll have to pay him <laughs> somewhere between the rum and the tequila no, somewhere, oh tequila, oh don't even get me started on tequila oh. um, it's it, it, um, yeah, so I've bought some right old crap in my time <laughs> and and you just do and it, you make mistakes and that's the business I, I i buy an awful lot of things i buy a hell of a lot of things um so every now and again you're gonna get it wrong anybody tells you that they buy stuff and they get it right every time they're lying you just don't yeah but it's like impossible. is there is there something that you can remember that was like hang on what i do not remember e.g handcuffs or excuse me you know, <laughs> we're back to this again <laughs> I know. It's, just, it's all your literature's cars not, not sexy or, time Come or on. you know Chewbacca's leg well or, actually know, that like, does remind me I did once buy for some reason e an, a, a Star Wars Ewok village toy <laughs> and I have no idea why <laughs> I bought this thing have T you was, still got it T was laughing at me no the guys oh. took the mick out of me so much I drop kicked it into the skip at the warehouse <laughs> 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 but the other day I mean I bought something I've got something in the back of my um, back of my land Rover, and I, I walked into this warehouse, and there was these four carved wooden skulls staring at me. Okay. Like Indiana Jones skulls, and I've tipped one of them up like that, and um, the the base has been carved out, and then it's had another perfectly cut piece of timber, incredibly intricately, all non-matching, and pushed into the bottom, and these things are eerie as hell. And they smell a bit funny, <laughs> and they're in the boot of my car, and I'm a bit scared to get them out. So, I mean, it's a, it's a strange business I'm in. It's a very strange. But they 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 looked at them, and I just thought, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I think I know what they are. I think they're 18th century Italian memento mori. Wow. And you used the phrase "pushed into the bottom," which is always. Oh, <laughs> <goodness sake. laughs> and they stink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's a, so it's a funny old show today. I want to know of all that you've had, like over. You were saying to me earlier, you've had over a hundred Beatles for a start. VWs, yeah. Yeah, VWs. VWs. Sorry, and uh, all, VWs. so of all the cars that you've ever bought, whether that is for yourself or for the show or whatever, is there any that you've let go and you thought, "I really wish I'd kept hold of that"? Loads. Oh, go on, give, give us a couple. 
dozens. Uh, my first, my 67 Westphalia split window uh, nice. uh, VW van, that one. Uh, the 66 double door panel van, that, that regret getting rid of that. Uh, I had five Porsche 993 C2 S's, mm. one after another. I let all of those go. Uh, so oh. colossal. <laughs> Mark, are you God. in shock? Z, Z3, Z3 M Coupe had a 9146 with 21,000 miles on the clock. Oh. Uh, had probably the best square back in the world, lowered on Porsche rims and running gear. Um, uh, my, my BMW, the first good car I ever had, a 323i <laughs> M Touring 97 uh, manual, metallic green with black leather. God, I love that car. Um, so many, so, so, so many cars. What's been really interesting hearing you list these off, Drew, because, you, you, I mean, I've known about your car collection for a while and I've always been in awe of it, the, the cars that you've bought and sold. But this is John Markar's first experience of it and I am watching him visually grow a man crush. <laughs> as, as you well, speak. I've got, it's been a combination of, of, of love and heartbreak. Oh, here. How many 993s? Heart, I had five 993s, oh. right? <laughs> one after another, one after another. The highest mileage one I had had done 34, 35,000, something oh. like that. They Please tell me you at least made some money on them. I lost money on nearly every single oh, one of them because I used to drive the doors off them and then see a slightly better one. Oh, I'll have that and have that. And they were all about the same money. Mm. And maybe I'd make a grand on one, lose a couple of grand on one. And, and what, what era are we talking here? When, uh, when was this? I was buying them about 21 years ago when they were about five, six years old. So at the time, you had no real reason to think that one day these are going to be 100 grand plus. Being, being honest with you, I knew then. Did you? But I was also putting three kids through posh school. Gotcha. And every now and again, I needed to raise some funds. And then I'd, one would have to go. And then I'd get another one a month later. And they are without doubt. And I've, I've had 15 911s and they're the best. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, there's nothing comes close. I've got a 997C4S manual now that is chipped and it's had, um, it's had uh, air boxes and exhausts on it. It's about 500 brake. That isn't here. And um, I'd like that. that it's a nice car, that one. Yeah. And um, uh, the 993 is better. Yeah. There's nothing as well screwed together as, as a 993. Nothing else drives like it. Um, I re really regret getting rid of them. And it's nothing to do with the money. Mm. It's not to do with the money. I think uh, if you're a dealer and you're going after the money, fine. That's yeah, your yeah, job. That's right. But as enthusiasts, you have to just fall in love. It's like when you meet a lovely, your lovely partner or you buy mm. a good watch or a house or a dog or whatever. It doesn't matter. You've got to fall in love with it. That's and right. I fell in love a lot. <laughs> and I'd go out of love and I'd love it again. You know, it's, I'm a lover. What can I say? <laughs> you're a lover, not a fighter. Be a lot of I'm a lover, not a fighter. There'll be a lot of people listening that will be nodding right now in agreement yeah. as i as i, I have been and you here. just think you just think oh god you know it's just but there's the next one that's there's the right. next one and you always have to keep thinking you know okay that one's not worked out you never know well drew yeah. you are perfectly placed to answer the age-old question mm. is it better to have loved and lost absolutely but never to have loved at absolutely all? love and lost it's fine yeah. yeah you've always got the memories yeah you've got the memories of it and every time you see one you go i had one of those it was great and you yeah, never know. You never good. know. That's you might true. trip over a bag of money. You might get lucky. You might trip over in B&Q and sue them. You know, you'll be able to buy yourself a new one. You can do it. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty, I think, in, in life. My, I've gone through my life grafting like hell. Like, I just work. I'm like a pit pony. I just keep working. And, you know, people say, oh, God, you're lucky. And it's the old saying, you know, I, I've worked very hard to be this lucky. Yeah. And it's very true. It's my 10-year overnight success. 
Mm. It's that, yeah, I'm a 27-year overnight success, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the TV thing, as we've spoken about earlier, that just came about by fluke. That's just from graft. Yeah. We just got there, and then we took advantage of it and thought, we'll have a bit of fun with it. We literally did the first one for a laugh. So you never know, do you? No, you always have to put a shift in. Yeah. You know, if you're going to have any <laughs> legend, longevity and re resilience, etc. Those seagulls do need feeding, though, Drew. They're really going for it now. They do. I'm feeding them a small, skinny Englishman, actually, later on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... it's can't be John Mark. No, it's you. <laughs> I'll take skinny. That'll be all right. Um, uh, sadly, grossly untrue. So, Drew, be, be really remiss of me to miss out this question because mm. in the antiques world, I know we, I know we're a car show right now, but you know how often do I get an opportunity to ask someone as amazing as you with, with such a track record? Mm. We are we're used to seeing <laughs> like like some people watch like whatever it's called Antiques Roadshow, you know, where yep. they go and people take their their stuff and they hope that there's a high value. Yeah. You know, occasionally that the high points of the show are when someone takes a little thing that they thought was worth 500 quid and they find out it's worth 50 grand you know and, th and th those are just their lovely moments to witness yes they're not very often no they're nowhere near as frequent as no, the really showmakers would like really to. what's what's the one thing that that you can remember just blowing you away you that you unearthed something you couldn't you knew what you had i've had a few to be honest with you i've had the biggest one which everybody's known about i've spoken about for about 10 years is when i found those william morris stained glass windows oh wow. three thousand pounds for a pile of them it's a very convoluted story going back with them my first day on the job as a stained glass restorer at 16 we went to a church in um uh, uh hollyhead and anglesey to remove some stained glass windows for a demolition contractor um because he wanted to keep them. So I just knocked them out. Put them, they taught me how to take some windows out of church. Took them out, put them in the back of the guy's van. Forgot about it. So, so then uh, eight years later, I'm now self-employed. Um, this van turns up at my yard. And the guy says, I've got some stained glass for sale. Opens the back of the van. It's the glass I took out. Mm -hmm. Now, with a lot more knowledge, sitting in there, some William Morrison Co. stained glass windows. Wow. Right on the top. So it's Morrison Co. So it's after his death, but designed by him and, and uh, uh, Burne Jones and Rossetti. And um, I couldn't believe my eyes. So I bought them, not knowing their real true value. And, uh, so I, and it came with the whole, all of the windows from the church. All of them, big, great big pile of them. And I bought them for all of the money that I had. It was about £3,300. I didn't have a bean. Mm. That was it. That cleared me out. And we, we got just over 112000 for the for all of them. Right. By the time we'd sold the last one, which took a little while. But we did have a very immediate hit when we sold one of the windows, which I recognised he'd only actually produced three of those because there's a very famous book with all of his work in, which actually now I've added. I've actually added 40 windows that they didn't know he'd done to that book now, of other ones that I've found. Incredible. But it can happen uh, 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 just before Christmas last year. I was in a junk shop and I bought a painting and I looked at it and I thought, oh, can't be right, it's 30 quid. This painting's 30 quid, can't be right. And if, do you, have you ever heard of an artist um, who called, made, painted a thing called the Blue Lady? Yeah. You know the Blue Lady? You yeah. know the Blue Lady. A guy called Trechnikov, mm -hmm. a Russian yep. that went to South Africa. Yep. Yep. I've got a Trechnikov for 30 quid. <laughs> 30 no quid? For 30 quid in my house. Know. That's the latest one. And what do we so think that's worth, roughly? I could buy those two cars and have change. Wow. Yeah. So they're out there. But you've really got to... That's all I do. Yeah. I don't do anything else. I go shopping for a living. That's it. And it's my job to get lucky. Yeah, that's you know, a that really good way of putting it. it. No pun from you. It's my job to get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had one, I had one ready. <laughs> I, get more, I, get more, I get luckier in the, in the antiques business these days than anything else. <laughs> it's, it's, 
um, it, it, it's my job to find things, mm. to find good things. Now, I didn't believe, I looked at it, I thought, my God, that's good, but it can't really be a real one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you come back and you do your history and you do your, you know, your due diligence on it, whatever. Do you, you have to get sure. somebody, like a professional art person, to verify that? Or is that something you can look I had, through I've research? Got, I've got friends who are in the art world mm -hmm. and um, I sent a picture to a friend of mine and he just sent me a text back, bingo. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, wow. so, that's, so they are out there. But I've got to now find the next one. Mm -hmm. That's it. I have to find uh, between 10 and 15 really good things every week that we can make profits on every week, guaranteed. And I have to do that day in, day out. And I love it. And I thank God I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only damn thing I'm any good at. Well, that and TV presenting and driving not, cars. I don't see myself <laughs> as a presenter. I've never seen myself as a presenter. Still don't. So I was asking you about this earlier, because this is something you said you started for fun. Yeah. And you were saying that you, that you basically are just yourself and it's just, you know, you, you, you try and just show your love and your absolute passion for what you do yeah. across the camera. That's it. So That's that all I want to do. I think if I, you get the opportunity, you can, again, you know, it's, uh, it's, opp it's, it's opportunity in place and time and... Uh, when I got the opportunity to do this, I thought, you know what, I'm going to be me. And if they don't like it, fine. But I've got something to say. And I could see the way of the world was going down this cheap, nasty, buy it today, bin it tomorrow, bad taste. It was everywhere. And it still bothers me. And there's no need to make something ugly when you can make it beautiful. Mm. They used to do it in the past. The most simple thing, like a milking stool that costs a penny, can still be a thing of beauty, can't mm -hmm. it? So why not? Do that with everything. And if you can't make it, find it and enjoy it. Mm. And it's out there. It's all around. you just got to look. So I'm just trying to, for one, this is quite a big phrase, I'm trying to improve Britain's taste. Mm. And it can be done. Let's try, have a go. Because it's out there. I haven't got the best taste in the world, but it's better than most. <laughs> That's it, really. And it's just a, a passion. I love what I do. Mm. I'm Googling milking stools right now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Marco's head's just in his oh, hands. God. <laughs> oh, God, I've just got that. <laughs> I was going to say I've just put my finger on that, but it's probably best I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you listen to the Driven oh, Chat podcast. Our special God. guest is Drew Pritchard. We've been talking cars, and it's got a little bit sexy. <laughs> but we thank you very much for your company today. Thank you for listening. It's been an absolute joy. Drew, you've been a superstar guest. We've learned more about cars in this single episode than we have done in the many hours of audio that we've delivered. So, John Markar, you know what we have to live up to from now on. Absolutely. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much thank for coming. Thank you very down much for coming on, Drew. It's been absolutely brilliant. Cheers. Um, more from Drew soon, and you'll be able to hear him chat with me about his life and career uh, over on Talk Radio on Driven in the very near future. And there'll be videos with him all over drivenchat.com. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, get involved with us, send us sexy texts. How do we do that, John? <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to get involved and get in touch, the easiest way to do that is with our wonderful plethora of social media platforms so find us online at driven chat we're on twitter we're on instagram we have our own facebook page we even have our own youtube channel but if you'd like to take to instagram tell us you're listening say a big hello we love hearing from you and if you can do leave us a lovely review on our podcasts as well because we love reading your comments we love seeing them and the more stars we get the the bigger the smiles we have so yeah thank you very much for all the lovely comments so far amazing thanks guys same time same place next week in your ears Bye. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.